0: I'm Vince, and I'm Travis, and we're about to ruin your games and stuff. Vince, Travis! Ow! Welcome to Undesign.
1: Hi Travis, how are you doing today, sir? Hi Vince, my intrepid co-host, and all of you adventurous listeners, I'm doing fine. How are you?
0: Oh, pretty good, man. I, You know, the word intrepid, that's a great word. That doesn't get used This It is pretty good, right? Yeah. Really is.
1: All right, cool. Good talk.
0: Um, yeah, there we go. Tonight, this welcome to Intrepid Cast, where we discuss interesting words that we don't feel get used enough.
1: I think we should yeah, just
0: start, start off every 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 episode with saying that this podcast is about something else.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We could. Uh, yeah. Whatever. I'm in. We Absolutely. could try. Maybe or or not. I mean, that's also a lot of work. That's thinking about stuff that's not what we're going to talk about. So I don't really. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really into more work.
0: An excellent point. So let's just talk about what we're gonna talk about.
1: Yeah. So so I rolled this thing. You did. Right? You now did. tell me what this thing is. and yes. What
0: it's about. So what you rolled, uh, Travis, is class or freeform. The discussion about those two things.
1: That's the new ABC Family channel, right? That's they changed their name to Freeform. It, they did, right?
0: in fact, change their name to Freeform, and they have like, they have some pretty terrible shows on there. Yeah, it's
1: pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. But hopefully, no, we're not. We're not hopefully, talking about none of their that. execs are listening.
0: I'm, I'm sure they're all avid listeners, yes. Uh, we're going to get letters. Um, but no, we're not talking about ABC's rebranding efforts. No, we're talking, in fact, about the concept in games of class or simply freeform building you know, out what your character is, right? Not relying so, on any class to do it.
1: Yeah, so examples would be like like Dungeons and Dragons is a class based system, right? That's the yes the, the most common example of a class based system. And then like a free form system is more more your shadow runs in games like that that have either point systems or you know, different different kinds of uh, value systems um, yes. based on a currency to build a character. Yes. Um, Am I missing something with what I just said there, though? Like, it, it feels like I might have missed something on the Freeform side of things, right? Well,
0: I would say, like, um, well, the thing that I would point to is something like the old Traveler system or something, right? Yeah. Anywhere where you're – so what I think of when I think of Freeform is – and I think – and this is probably what I want to get into to some degree. I think it's a, it's something that shows up most often in either modern or sci-fi games, Right. Where you're assembling sort of training packages, right? Like MOSs or something like that that you learn. Does that make sense? And, and yeah, that but you is know, what? I think.
1: Uh, y- y- sure, I feel. I feel like that's that's a t- that's a different subject to me. Okay, because I think I think freeform, the freeform thing it has a lot less structure than what than than that exactly. Okay, now. Yeah. I feel like what you're describing is my happy medium. Okay, what you're describing—that's like the middle ground. Okay, that's finding a way to provide structure and customization, um, you know, as a, as opposed to one extreme or the other. You know, rigid class systems or or uh, amorphous free form, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, because what you're talking about is the middle ground being being uh, like class packages. Okay. Yeah. So like what you're talking packages. about is MOSs, which would mean like. Here's a few different bits of a type of character or uh, uh, a profession or whatever, but you can pick multiples of these and you can you know, mix and match these little, little, uh, little, little tiny class packages, as you said. Um, to me, freeform is more. You know, you're definitely just got like here's 100 points and here are you know 500 options, each with a different uh, singular option with a different with a different like singular cost.
0: Gotcha. So, you know maybe, what I'm saying? Yeah, I absolutely do. So yours,
1: so- I love, I love what you're saying. I love what you're talking about. Yeah. You no, know, the, these these bolt-on MOSs, you know, like a like yeah. a a military class, whatever.
0: Right. I love
1: that. That's what that's probably my my preferred method of character generation. Um, but that's not what I would call freeform. Now, class, we're not going to argue about much, right? Because class is structure, structure, structure. You know. So everyone, everyone's experienced it if they've been into role playing games for any amount of time.
0: Very well-defined territory, yes. I certainly agree on that, right? Like, this is this is some well-trod stuff, right? So, I, I think that, yeah, maybe the maybe the, one of the best examples of the freeform thing you could talk about, it's not a, in a traditional RPG, but in an MMORPG, I think of original UO, right? Where uh, you literally just loaded in, you had, like, I don't remember how you started with, 100 skill points or some number of skill points, right? And yeah. you could just kind of assign it around however you wanted, Max of like twenty five in any one skill to start, but it's been you know almost twenty years, so you'll have to excuse my brain for not remembering everything. But there you go. And so I, I thought maybe we get into what are the advantages of the two things? Why do they get used? Right,
1: right. So yeah, I told no, I know I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Like for me, okay, if I'm gonna look at a class system and when I'm designing an RPG, um, again, I'm just gonna say it's lots of structure, lots, and generally speaking, less customization. Right. Yes. So, players know what they can and can't do. Um, they know it very quickly, too, they, because you can see it. It's like there, it's in tables or within these tightly packed packages, right? There's just like everything's right there for you. So, your information is really uh, arranged in such a way to make character creation um, more easily accessible and give you, like, <clears throat> it gives you a really uh i what i would call a weak sense of character customization but it's there enough to make you feel like you're making your own character um so feats and skills and gear restrictions those right. kind of things per yep. that that would be your 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 custom quote customization yep um but it's really not because it's been everything's been done before um in in those kind of things you can't you can't go far enough outside of those um those structured lines um to really really make something different now this makes for like in my opinion it makes for um very similar group structures on second third fourth future playthroughs like every time you play the game you're gonna get closer and closer to that first party that you played with again okay right um and it diminishes the replayability of a game that doesn't continually offer like more structured additions to make up for the lack of you know rule diversity you're okay, saying so like for a like game D- that
0: doesn't keep adding content.
1: Right, like D&D did it right by adding more and more books. They just kept on adding books and books and in second edition they added kits and in third edition they added prestige classes. Like they just kept adding more of this structured stuff to make up for that lack of rule diversity, okay? Um now <clears throat> that's great, right? That's cool. It's a good way to to further the longev- longevity of your system, of your game, right? I suppose um, and if you're going to make that kind of game you got to consider that as as one of the one of your options going forward in the future with that game like if you're going to continue to 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 support that game you have to consider what you need to do to keep that game fresh for your players so now uh, really creative players are, are going to overcome any any class or versus freeform issue that, that comes with the game right Yep. Um, so any 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 really creative player, it doesn't matter if you get like this really rigid structured class um, set of classes or whatever to pick from. They're going to pick one of those and they're going to give the character a really cool personality, a great background, something interesting to talk about and do in every situation. They're going to have lots of ways out of that rigid class system. So that means it's still a valuable thing because this like, like uh, these, uh, this like strengthens strengthens the game when you're taking into consideration groups that are less interested in the creative aspects of character generation and progression, right? Because they don't have to put so much thought into it. So the less creative your group is, the better a class system is for it. Like the less they want to deal with that stuff and they want to focus, say, on on the uh the competitive aspects of gaming or perhaps they wanna they want to explore a storyline that's less interactive, then this is a great way to go. Is any of that is any of that tracking? Did I? I I'm not, no, it, I'm not it, sure. No, it, it
0: totally tracks. It totally tracks. Okay. I might be
1: saying too much. I'm not sure. So I don't l- think you me, are. What do no. you think?
0: It's fine. You you think about it. Okay. So let me let me let me touch on what I think is is really the good point you're making, but I want to make sure we put a pin on them. To me, there's a couple things that jump out about class systems. One, easier for new players, right? Because they package up the tropes.
1: Right. Hugely easy. And and, and it's it, right. It's it's structured in such a way that it makes it really accessible.
0: Yes, it takes that. It it's a it's a broader concept distilled, right? So the idea of like a guy in D anD D of a of of a guy or gal that swings a sword around is fine, but there's a lot of different ways you could imagine that. But the rolling that up into the package of a fighter, right, suddenly makes it. More grokkable as to what's right, going on. Right, it's a on.
1: more solidified idea.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, and and now I'm not trying to say these like 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 I said I I know I may may have made some disparaging comments there uh, that that sounded like I was saying something really bad about it, about these systems that use classes. I don't mean that. I just mean that it's 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 better suited for certain kinds of players, and that's why some a lot of players will gravitate towards the the systems that contain these kinds of rules that they get or don't get into. Right. Right. So I'm not trying to say anything bad about it. No, absolutely um, not. But that's classes. So that's that's a class system. Well, let me yeah. ask you
0: one more question on classes before we move on, okay? So we know they're good for new people, we know they package up whole concepts. I think there's an interesting thing you mentioned when you talked about yeah. customization for these that you if when you want to have customization and you have things like classes, what you have to do is then introduce high levels of complexity. And by that I just mean you've got to write a lot more rules. Here's why. In a in a freeform setting, right, where kind of you build you you go a la carte, as it will, right? Um, I can introduce one game element, and that game element can be taken by anybody, right? All the time. Right.
1: It is as equally valuable. To, to no everyone. matter no matter who's making it, yeah.
0: Yes. Because anybody who is playing that type of thing. Now, in a class system, if I have several characters that are all similar ish, say the fighter, again, we'll stick to DD because it's the most tropian classic example of classes. Take the People fighter, get it, yeah. the ranger, and the paladin, right? Oftentimes, when I want to introduce something that would be good for them, what I need to do is introduce one game element for each of them, right? I have to introduce something unique for the fighter, something unique for the paladin, and something unique for the ranger. Now, it's not always the case, right? Sometimes you can have crossover, but even then, it's still very specific. So you can get explosiveness of sort of complexity and content very quickly in a class system if you want to introduce customization. Um, The other thing that comes to mind with classes very quickly before we move on is that In addition to being good for new players, there's one other little secret benefit, and that is they give you something to aspire toward, right? Because a class probably contains some kind of capabilities at high level. Even if we go back to early D&D where there wasn't like a lot of abilities gained per level, there was still stuff, your faculty, your saving throws. Or or in newer systems, right? Your extra tax, your whatever. And that becomes aspirational. It's a thing you know is waiting for you somewhere down the road.
1: Whereas I feel like I feel like I don't know. I'm not sure that's uh I like I feel like that's a different subject. That's um that's advancement. And and while it may look a little different like it may have a different lens on a class based system. Um, it's not, I don't know, it's it's a different thing. I, I mean, everyone, every game that has advancement in it is going to have that, you know, what's at the end of the rainbow feeling to it. Oh, sure.
0: I'm not saying that in what ge- like, I'm not saying that it's lacking that. Every other game is lacking that. Like, Freeform doesn't have that. So
1: you're saying this this concentrates it? Does it make it feel yeah, better? Like
0: it concentrates it. It makes it very clear, okay? So, for example, let me put it this way to you. Um, I'm in Ohio. I know that if I drive west, right, I'll eventually hit the ocean. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, that's true. As long as I keep going west, I will hit the Pacific Ocean. Right? Yeah. But the difference between that amorphous concept and looking at a map and saying, oh, right. I'll go through Denver and whatever, you know, these towns along the way tell me a lot more about the journey I'm about to undertake.
1: Right. Does and that so, make sense? <laughs> absolutely. Now – now that 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 leads directly into freeform because freeform, you you lose a lot of that structure, right? Yes. You lose all kinds of structure, but you get this this like kind of what feels like oftentimes boundless customization, right? It just keeps going, and you can pick whatever you want, and this gives you like they they, they tend systems that that take advantage of this like really take advantage of it usually tend to provide just enough structure to get like creative juices going, right? And like maybe some general like archetype lists without any rules, um, specifically bound to them, just like lists of things, people, types of people, you know, uh, professions, things like that. Um, general character ideas that can generate stories for the players or GMs to to think about when they're creating new things. Um, now, th- now what you're saying is this can be a real problem for players who thrive on structure. Yes. Um, because they they get faced with these situations where they they don't they don't even know how to improve their characters as they grow because there's just there's too many options there's all this stuff out there I like you know I created a a, a grunt soldier uh, from the U.S. military in the, 19, the early 1940s right um, but suddenly I can I can I can branch off and be a medical doctor or I could I could you know. Go into scuba diving? Like, like, what? I, I could do you anything. Could,
0: you could go into the super soldier program. Right. You could become a howling commando. Yes, there are many options before you.
1: So, so this, this, it's probably heightened by, by advancement in this case. So yeah. that's a huge problem for freeform. Um, but, uh, I mean, you kind of, you kind of need to look at those sorts of games and decide how much, how much how much you're going to trust the GM to provide structure where structure isn't present.
0: Yep. I, I would say this. I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and I think that when, when I sort of put this in my brain, what occurs to me is that the free form nature, uh, like if you're going to have character creation, that's free form, you are by nature making a more, ad- a game that demands a more advanced player, right? Because, they have to be able to create the map of their character out of nothing. And if you don't have compelling reasons in your game to like, – let's say you make your game all about fighting and you make it completely freeform to where you can sort of pick anything and fight any way you want. What you get then is that MMO syndrome of the cookie-cutter characters, right, where there's no other incentive to do anything. Mm-hmm so you can you can it sort of accidentally encourage bad behavior. Even if your intention was to have this completely story driven game, if you accidentally make combat a real big thing and make options where you can just win in combat, that's what you get. So it demands more. Right, of the introducing
1: emphasis can can really change the landscape of your game.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. So I, I think to me, when when I think about the advantage of freeform is that it's exactly what you said. It's It suits the creative player type better. It allows for, I would argue, it allows for better, I, I, I would guess I would say for similitude of the real world, right, in many cases, because, of course, human beings are innately complex things. And, 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 you know, you think about what you've learned in your life, you've probably picked up many very different weird hats, right?
1: Right. Describing who you are is a lot more complex than... I am a fighter, and I am an elf right
0: absolutely It's a lot yes. more
1: complex than that, and that's what these games are allowing you to do more specific- it's slightly more specific than than just complete freeform you know because there is some kind of structure there, but it's a lot easier to start defining more realistic people and characters because it's it's a it's a again a landscape that's built for that kind of customization,
0: yeah I mean when I think about. My own life, my own personal experiences, right? I was a salesman for a long time. Then I, uh, then I got into software, and you know, before that, I did philosophy. You know, so I mean, like, there's just like how these things are just completely
1: disparate, right? Like, right, but they all they all influenced you in some way, right? right? Yep. And so these skills, like, if you're building a character who who gained these skills and abilities and and uh, social attributes through those kinds of things, it's, it's good to know them because you can then further your story with those elements. Right. It's really cool. It's a, I, I love, I love, you know, less structure, lots of customization. Um, but you know what, there is something to be said for that, that simplicity of, you know, grab a, grab a class, grab a race, grab some gear. Let's go, let's go adventure. Right. And
0: I think there's something that I really want to dig on here at the end. Okay. Sure, yeah. Um, not that we're necessarily at the end, but I feel like we're getting on through this. Dig it! Uh, and that is the following. Would you agree with the statement, with the following statement? I And I feel free to disagree, of course, as always. In my mind, class systems work best in fantasy-style games. And freeform systems work best in modern superhero or science fiction style games would you agree with that statement
1: um i i feel i feel like i want to agree with that statement um but i don't think i can okay. I, I think i think this this is um th- this is a a trick of the mind okay this is a cuz because i think any any setting that's highly defined can benefit from a class system the same way a highly defined fantasy game can That's why fantasy works well with classes and you're in like to you at at face value to one at face value, not necessarily you, Um, because fantasy is so incredibly well defined and everyone knows exactly what to expect. But if I wrote a science fiction game and let's call it Star Trek, okay, um, you know what's going on in Star Trek. You know what kinds of, of people and places and things you're going to interact with, even though it's limitless, it's boundless. So is fantasy, really, you know? Fantasy is limitless and boundless, but we're not talking about the limitless. We're talking about what we know, right. and we know we know things about Star Trek. We know you're going to have bridge officers and and Klingon warriors and things like that, and all those could easily be classes, and people would get it, right? They would get it just as well as they got fantasy. That's fair. I, I, all right. That's, that's, that's good. But I understand the illusion. Like I yes, get the illusion because it's is, so well-defined.
0: Yes, I think traditionally that has been – the case, right? Is that like, again? Just talking of how history has skewed these games, right? Yes, yeah. And uh, I think that I, I, you're, I, I. In the end, by the way, I do agree with you. I think it is a trick of history. Um, but I think that there's something to be said for tradition at the same time, right? Like, it, absolutely.
1: It, yeah. And most people are going to take these things at face value, anyways. Like they're 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 not really they're not really going to get deep in it. They're just like, do I like this or not? So I mean, uh, I I don't know. I feel like if if I'm designing a game and it's not fantasy, I probably feel more empowered to do something that has less structure. Okay, right. so on that side of it, I, I completely agree that that it's it's definitely a feeling or or a um, inclination that's that's already there to start with just because of my experiences with fantasy.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's an it's an interesting thing. I I wonder if perhaps some of that isn't because. In the, in the modern world, where so, like, whenever we're playing a modern style game, right? Or say something sci fi futuristic, we live in a world full of those experiences every day, right? I don't mean we experience sci fi stuff, but I mean we live in a world where we think about sci fi stuff. It's in the movies, certainly, yeah, right? It's in, it's just you know, it's on television of like, oh, the robots are going to kill us all, you know, like that's okay. Um, And so the concepts are so well trod and so well defined in our minds that it's easy, it's easier for someone new to slide on up to the table of, you know, free form, right? And, uh...
1: I mean, there is definitely a lot more out there than there used to be, for sure, in just general media. Like, fantasy used to be pretty rare, right? Exactly. Like, people always expected the same thing from it, and they generally tended to expect low quality because there just wasn't a lot of it. And what there was, as far as, like, movies and television shows, was pretty weak, you know? Right. Like, things were just not up to par, and so people didn't watch it. There weren't a lot of people that were into it. Um, Same thing goes for superheroes, right? Because, like, comic books that... you know, those are for kids. They used to be not not really, you know. And people didn't think about them in the way they think about them now, right? Because now right. it's this huge thing, and people are like, "Well, anybody can enjoy superheroes," you know. Yep. <laughs> and and they're all over the place, and people know what to expect because there's so many movies about superheroes now that the general public consumes. You know, it's not like some some backwater station on the uh, you know in in the five hundreds on your cable channel showing you know some crappy superhero TV show. No, this is. Up in your face, number one movies of all time, kind of stuff.
0: Yep, yeah, and and I do think I do, th- I really believe in my heart of hearts that superhero games are where class systems just fall down.
1: <laughs> they really do. They break apart. They really do break yeah. apart. Yeah, I think it's that's... um, I I feel I feel like um, probably City of Heroes had the best, uh, the the best of the of of that horrible class system kind of thing going right. for it. Right. Right. Which was an MMO. I don't know. People might might not know about it, but it was an MMO before. It was a, what, I, what I would call the best superhero MMO. There hasn't been one since that's been as good. Um, I think, But it true. had a class-based system and it even had uh, a role-based system. Like it, it, it defined roles the way other MMOs still define roles today. And I think 4th Edition D&D even tried to define roles, right? Yes, um, they did. Like defenders and controllers and, and damagers, whatever. Yep. Um and,
0: And I think that was fine for an MMO where it falls down in like an RPG where you want things to be more freewheeling, right? Freewheeling and dealing is that when you read comics, there's just no logical sense to how powers are grouped, right? Or like somebody can have the ability to like magnetically control iron and they also can shoot laser beams out of of their eyes and they're purple skinned and they're from the planet. You know, Arsham Seven, and also under a moon, they become twenty feet tall. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, they they become twenty feet tall, and then and travel back in time to which they're they're a medieval knight for three days every every month. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's crazy stuff. Just like, yeah, it's all over the place. And there's also a you know a lot of it. Like we we've talked a lot about defining. Defining the upper limits of of your game and things like that—just you and I have talked about this a bit. Maybe we should do a topic about the upper limits. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yes, but it's a really uh, it's a really tough thing to talk talk over. But it's something every every designer needs to keep in mind. Um, and so, when you're designing like a class-based system, you are really creating a hard ceiling um, in the end, because you, I mean, you just <laughs> your level list can only go so far before you run out of book. You know what I mean? Right. Um, whereas you can have an endless, endless upper, upper ceiling with a more freeform, less structured game. Yep.
0: Especially because and you can sneakily build in right? sort of diminishing, yes, you can also secretly build in diminishing marginal utility.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I think if, if I was going to summarize, class, good for especially new players, good for ability, right? Easily gathering concepts together and putting them into a recognizable package. Right. Downside, uh, obviously less customization. If you if you add in heavy customization, you have to add a ton of rules to do it, right? It's just because of yep. the nature of the thing. You've built boxes. If you want to start breaking up those boxes, you got to write rules of, and exceptions and stuff like that. Freeform, advantage, more creativity, the ability to sort of have an endless progression forward works better in like especially superhero games I would say but I think it has leaned toward modern games and uh you know challenges with it are uh it's takes you have to have more advanced players or otherwise you can get some analysis paralysis right and that's always dangerous yes there you go
1: yeah and I would say I would say the, you know new designers out there ha- put a lot of thought into which, which type of system you're going to go for or even that middle ground that we talked about to start with um, because because you really need to set the tone for your game and this is something you need to work on at the kind of the ground floor of design so, uh, so take a look at it and think about it when you're making your games um, and I think uh, what do you think my intrepid co-host is that undesigned?
0: I think that's undesigned sir very good, we'll see you next time